welcome to another version of Breathing Room from the Front Porch. I'm your host, Rob Lovati, uh, joined today by a good friend who's currently up in Pennsylvania, Sean Donnelly. Hey, Rob. How's it going, man? Good, Sean. Thanks for joining, man. Absolutely. Happy to join. I've been kind of doing these um, here and there in the evenings as I have time. Um, it's been really nice to catch up with some friends around the country and see how everyone's doing during uh, just this crazy time that we're all experiencing, you know? Yeah, it's pretty insane. Um, it kind of puts everything into perspective as far as like, you know, I'm in New York and you know, I have you know, a friend in San Francisco and people out in Portland uh, and people even like still in Pennsylvania. And it's one of those things where it puts your, you know, I am so close to the people in Pennsylvania at the same time. Now we can't even interact other than FaceTime or whatever stuff. So. It's been interesting just kind of like, you know, even like live music shows, right? Like those communal experiences. What are those? Yeah, like, what is that? Uh, yeah, it's just like those communal experiences. Uh, it's only, you know, we've only been quarantining for three weeks or something like that, right? Uh, yep. But you're like, damn, like this is now, this is hitting, you know, this is the time where I'd be going out and doing things and you're really, I'm, I'm not. I'm going outside and I'm running. That's about it. Right. Yeah, man. And it, it's affecting a lot of people differently. Um, a friend of mine shared an infographic the other day talking about some of the common and normal feelings that might come up at a time like this. Things like depression, isolation, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. I mean, some scary stuff. And I have some friends that are going through just that. Like uh, isolation is not good for everybody or most people. We're social beings, you know. And it brings up, I think, a lot of trauma and fear for people. My yeah, I think. No, sorry. Continue. No, I was just gonna say, like, one thing my girlfriend said when they announced that Asheville was going into like a mandatory lockdown is like, oh my god, I'm not gonna be able to go to the grocery store or like to the park, or are they gonna write me a ticket if I leave? And it's like, no, I don't think it's gonna come to that. Like, don't, <laughs> don't <laughs> take it out of proportion just because I said the word lockdown, you know. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of like scary words that are being thrown out uh, right now. I mean, literally, when I was the reason why I chose to leave New York um, and just, you know, stay with my parents for the time being was there was a uh, a text that was going around. Um, you know, I had received a text. My friend was like, oh, my friend is a friend. Uh, my friend's friend is like the DA and he shared this with him. Like, I don't know how real this is. And it essentially had said, like, they're going to shut down subways, like full on lockdown. And you got nervous for a second, especially like me being in New York, because New York is an island. Right. You know, like right. there is like I just have the subway. I have Megabus or Amtrak to get out of New York. Um, but if there is like, you know, a worst case scenario of things being shut down, I am stuck in my neighborhood. Um, and it's a it's a dense neighborhood, too. So um, those are the types of things that you start to think about. I was like, all right, I'm booking my way out of here immediately um and i think you know to your point about the things that start popping up in your head i mean the one thing that i find popping in my head most often right now is you know uh is i think just mood swings right like it could be a monday and i have work to do right and i i have what i'm doing and uh i get through the day no problems asked um and then tuesday comes and maybe a little bit less busy 
right? So right. because I'm a little bit less busy, my mind starts to wander. I start going on social media. I start seeing all the news and, and casualties and et cetera. Um, what this is going to do to like the homeless population. Like you start just reading and getting in your head about things. And then you start thinking like, what if, you know, what if there's layoffs at my job, right? Uh, what, how am I going to pay rent? Is there going to be a rent freeze? Um, different stuff like that. Uh, so I think the one thing that I deal with right now is just day to day, my mood or my outlook on my job, uh, the way I'm engaging with friends, the way that I'm engaging with media uh, changes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it kind of has to at this time, because like, if you're a heavy consumer of media in different ways through Facebook and uh, whatever your favorite news station is, um, or other resources on YouTube or Instagram. I mean, there's so much out there these days. If you're a heavy consumer of that right now, you're getting overloaded with fear. And yeah, I think man. it's important like, uh, to take a step away from that and take a, take a deep breath and go like, okay, yeah, this is real. Um, people are dying and getting sick and this is spreading. We might not even be at the peak yet. And I need to keep a level head. Like if we if if we were lost in the woods right now, and we started running around and screaming, we wouldn't get very far, right? Right, yeah. And I think, you know, the problem that I'm kind of facing with this is like, I'm a social media strategist. So I spend uh, most of my day on my laptop and on social media, right? So I'm going to, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, it doesn't even have to be like a coronavirus article, right? It could just be, uh, an Instagram post and it's someone throwing up like a, like an old picture, like, Oh, wish I was back in France, you know, before quarantine, like those small things are reminders, uh, of the current situation that we're living in. So, you know, you know what they're media, also a reminder of? What's that? Something to look forward to. This is true. That's the yeah, way I try yeah, to I mean, look at that is a lot of people are nostalgic right now. Um, because yeah. of the time that we're in, uh, this time will not last forever. And there will be yeah. a time that we look back and go, wow, that was crazy, you know? So yeah. uh, we don't have an exact end date yet, which is scary. But at some point in the summer, man, this is going to be a, a distant memory. And that I hope, right? And I hope, <laughs> right. And I hope yeah. we can return to some sense of normalcy. But uh, it's not going to last forever. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, it's one of those things where in the moment this feels like forever but it's really only been three weeks mm -hmm. if this like worst case, like i don't know if this is worst case scenario or not uh but say for instance we are on a quarantine or limits of of social interaction for three months right that feels like a really long time because three weeks so far has felt long right um, but at the same time like then you look in december right like we would be nearly six months out of that if we had done a whole, you know, three months or whatever. So uh, in retrospect, three months is not a long time. And hopefully people just continue to stay safe and practice the distancing and all that stuff. Um, and that way this thing can end sooner rather than later. Right. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I think it's important to take this seriously and do what we're told to some extent. Like don't be a rebel and have a party with 30 people at your house. Like, you're not uh you don't look like cool or badass because of that you kind of look like a, a fucking idiot who's like about to spread a disease you know <laughs> right it's like it reminds me of those uh there was uh 
those things in in New York where they had anti-vax parties. The people who like didn't want to vaccinate their kids, they all came together and just like got all their kids sick. And, uh, and the clown had and the clown had measles. <laughs> Right. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a funny. That's a funny skit. We have to write that one down for later. Um, yeah. Anti-vax birthday party where the clown has measles. Well. <laughs> oh god, that's funny. He's just passing along to everyone all his balloons and stuff. Oh, that he's, giving out he's so infected. Yeah. Man. So the other day, I don't know. It was about a week ago at this point. I was in CVS and I had to clear my throat, so I went like this, like. <clears throat> And three people, uh-huh. looked, three people looked at me. I was like, yo, chill out. Come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All coughs. Not like, all coughs are created equal. If you make one mouth noise, you have it at this point. Right. It is really funny, like, how uh, that has changed. I mean, I felt the same way on, like, New York's uh, public transit. I'm just, like, someone just coughing or sneezing into their arm. And, I just, and you just slowly see people just kindly just ignore it and then like w- like take steps away from that person which is uh really funny to see right right so one thing i'm curious about sean um and i think a lot of people who may end up hearing this like will relate and something i don't understand right now i'm pretty much like locked down at home like where i feel most comfortable i work from home when we're not in a pandemic so I'm kind of in my element right now, dude. I'm a homebody. People are telling me I don't have to leave home. All right, bring it on. Yeah. Like, bring it on. You, the only places that are open are, like, the only places that I go anyway. Like, cool. I'm, like, kind of all about it. And I'm in my element. I'm at home. But you're not. You're at your parents' place. Right. There are a lot of uh, students in college who are not at their apartment or not at their parents' house or like, you know, people are away from home right now. What is that like for you away from like whether New York does or doesn't feel like home yet is another question, but what's it like yeah. being away from your place of home during this weird time? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think the once I've never been good at working from home, whether that be in New York or, uh, you know, uh, at my parents' house, uh, it has a lot to do. And it's not that, I do less work. It ends up just me being, I stress myself out a little bit too much because I'm so used to being in an office and people seeing that I'm working that I right. want to demonstrate like via email, via Slack, uh, I, you know, just over communicating with people, which ends up in, like, you know, stressing me out um, while I'm working. So I've never been really good at working from home. Um, if I can interject I one second. Uh, yeah. Phone call, shameless self plug. Um, I just wrote an article on LinkedIn last week about some tips and tricks to avoid the common pitfalls of working from home. Um, I think that's really timely right now. Just a lot of people are struggling with it. And I'm like you, man, I struggle with it too. And I found some things that really work for me. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out. Um, It's on my LinkedIn. Um, And yeah, hopefully you find some use out of that. Yeah, I think I, I haven't read it yet, but I think one of the things that I've learned, I think the two the two steps, and you know, let me know if this actually is in the article, but uh, the two steps that I've started to take to help me work from home. First of all, it's almost like you're not working from home, right? Like this is like forced working from home, so it feels like a little bit different than like an actual right. from home for me. Um, but I, the two steps that I have taken are one, like 
showering as soon as I get up in the morning and making breakfast as if I, it was a regular right. work day. Uh, because I find often that there was the first few days where I wouldn't shower. I just get up and get on my laptop and start working. And it just threw my whole day within a funk. Cause like then lunch came and I was like, all right, I got a shower. Yeah. I've just been sitting here. I mean, sweatpants. Um, that's another thing. Just like putting on like jeans or something like that, that like makes me feel like I'm actually working. Right. I'm actually going to be productive rather than like laying or top of it. Um, that's one of the things I've started doing. And then the other one has been, uh, just being, uh, on task a little bit more with like what I have to do, like writing down like a list of things of, like that I have to uh, do. So helpful. Uh, like more just being, yeah, just being a little bit more habitual, uh, during the work day, uh, which is something that like you don't, I don't really face an issue with when I'm in the office because I know what I'm supposed to be doing while I'm there. But because I'm working from home, uh, I have to take my dogs out. I have to feed them. Uh, my parents want me to run errands, um, different things like that. And it kind of like makes your mind wander a little bit more um, and takes my mind off of work. So I think, you know, there are like a few key steps that have kind of helped me so far with working from home and helping, you know, make this whole Yeah, man. It's almost like you read the article. That's all good stuff. It's like treat it like a, treat it like a normal work day, <laughs> uh, set your boundaries, let those people that might distract you know that you're working. You're not like working from home. You're working. I'm working right now. I, I will deal with it when I'm not working, you know, uh, child, child yeah. care becomes a tough issue for people. I mean, there, there's a, there are a lot of like distractions at home. So if you can minimize those and pretend that you're not there, pretend that you're in your cubicle or at your desk at work, uh, you're, you're going to be okay. Exactly. I think one, like I don't have a child. Uh, thank God, not that I that, that I know of. That's actually you know. a part um, of the show today. We got but, something to tell you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, the, yeah, the bonus round. Um, no, yeah, I mean, like we, I've been on Zoom meetings with uh, clients and people that I work with, and they are trying to delegate tasks, and then also like oh, like a whining baby in the background, and they're like, "I'll be right back," and it's like, Jesus. First of all, like I'll take you, I'll take you a step further, dude. I was on a meeting today, and the woman running the call was running it seamlessly. And then she asked a question, Uh and then while someone was answering in the background, you heard someone reading a math problem out loud. She was running a meeting and homeschooling. Boss, oh my, queen status, queen status. That's ridiculous. That's insane. Oh my god, that's crazy. I had yeah. I don't know. Like, I can't even imagine. Like, that has, it is really just put more perspective on, like, people that have children and also full-time jobs and how they do that. Like, it's, yeah, seriously, shout out to moms, dads. You guys are pretty cool. You make a lot of mistakes and, like, traumatize your kids. And, like, (laughs) they're going to resent you forever. But you're doing your best. Yeah, you know, I may just like hate you and like maybe try to murder you and like you know like little that. things like that. And <laughs> shout, I want to yeah, shout out to our sponsor you. today, Riverbend CBD. Um, not moms and dads. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so I have another question for you. This one's unrelated. This yeah. is almost out of left field, but um, something's been yeah. on my mind lately about social media. There are there's an archetype on social media that does nothing but whine and complain 
You know the people I'm talking about. Okay. I, have, I, I, I am exactly. And I'm not aware talking about this. like voicing political opinions or like strong opinions, but just like whining, dude. Like the type of stuff you would do when you're pitying yourself. Like my life fucking sucks. No one likes me. I'm alone. I have a few Facebook friends yeah. that do yeah. it. I'm not going to point any fingers on this call. I'm sure you have a couple as well. Um, oh, and they all they all happen Facebook. to be on Facebook. They're on Facebook, and too. people are commenting saying like, "Yo, dude, like I'll hit you, I'll help you out, or like I'll hang out with you." And they still just whine. What is your yeah. opinion? Where are they at? What can I do to help? What can we do to help? <laughs> hmm. What we can wait. What can we do to help those, those people who? Yeah, those people who are feeling that intensely question are these are these people that complain are they uh just for greater context are they were they constant complainers pre-corona or have oh, they i'm just talking started, the constant complainer you know okay so like even before corona we're just like flat yep. out just complaining about everything got it so yeah i uh i know those people i think in my opinion that person is probably struggling the most right now because they complain to attention seek, right? They, they want someone to be like, like here for you. Uh, oh, so sorry about that. Oh, you'll get through this, et cetera. And like, you know, that is an outlet for right. those people. Right. Um, but now everyone's complaining and it's all bad news. So like that, that like that way of attention seeking is almost right. getting muddied at this point. Uh, that's really a good point. It's like um, this this time period yeah. has really put problems into perspective for people. Right, exactly. So I like you know, <laughs> I don't know what happens with that person in the age of Corona because like now you have legitimate things to complain about and uh, you've worn out all your complaints on me personally. But you know, I think it it's one of those things where it's it is an outlet for some people. But uh, it's not a healthy one, and it's not sustainable. Like it, it's something that, like after a period of time, it wears out. It, the attention seeking doesn't work anymore. It doesn't have the desired effect. You're not maybe getting the same type of like, I don't know, is is, is, is serotonin the right dopamine. word for it? Like, uh, yeah, the dopamine. You you don't get the same dopamine that you did when you initially did it. So like. You know, it's one of those things where it's you just need to. I think coronavirus, you are literally switching up. So here's here's life. what I hope. So, so I think this is that moment where you. Switch I hope that out. all of those people who struggle with that get coronavirus, just so they can mm. get the sympathy okay. they're looking for. I don't want, I don't want them to die. <laughs> I just want them to have their dopamine fix. Uh, no, I I am right. starting to lose sympathy and empathy for that archetype, man. Um, we are all depressed. We are all alone. I don't mean to minimize or um, uh, try to. I don't try to minimize anyone's experience, man. If that's how you, sad you are, you got to shout it from the rooftops. Go ahead, but be aware that like that's what people think of you. Like there there are. There are right. people and, that and it, my only relationship with them is what I see on social media. So if you're a chronic complainer, that's my perspective of you. It's like, man, that guy complains a lot. You could it, you could never do that in your real life and be totally okay. But 
I'm not going to want to surround myself with you if that's the energy I see coming out of you. That's that's what people don't yeah, realize, I mean, you know, yeah, it's that, like that's... it comes down to basic like evolutionary psychology. If we were like a pack of gazelle and we were out at the watering hole and all of a sudden a lioness came and I was like hobbling along trying to catch up with you. I don't think you'd have too much sympathy, man. I think you'd like turn the yeah. burners on and leave me in the dust with my torn fucking ACL. <laughs> and like, that, I don't I know. And, and obviously, thank God we don't live in a world where we're getting chased by lions, but we do live in a world where we have to protect ourselves in a social setting. And sometimes taking on a role with somebody like that might be detrimental for what's best for you. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, like you and your uh, current loved ones are the ones that, you know, that you need to watch out for. Especially now. Um, and yeah, especially now, I think like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's super interesting, especially, I don't know, man, it's, it's a, it's a touchy one just because like, and also like, there are going to be people that are worse off than you, right? These people that complain on Facebook or on social media about like whatever problems they may be having, uh, some of them may be legitimate, but at the same time, like think about like coronavirus right now with homeless people, right? If you are homeless, like you are absolutely screwed because you cannot go to a homeless shelter because there are other people that are close by. You know what I mean, like there are so many and, and people who have pre-existing conditions who uh, are going to be rude if they get in touch with someone with coronavirus or people who are more susceptible to have it you know so like people that com that are in the age of complaining about things like literally all you have to do is just stay inside you buy food you, you manage your distance um so i don't really hold a lot of weight uh for the like i don't like it, it's hard to pay attention to those people who complain right. incessantly uh when you know that the problems uh, oftentimes are a little bit more manufactured. Yeah, absolutely, man. And especially yeah. when you're seeing how many people are dying, it's hard to feel too bad for them, you know? It's like, God forbid that you, you get, like, your trip canceled. Like, honestly, I have I have a trip later in the year that, you know, it's kind of TBD now. Um, but, like, literally, like, that is, like, the furthest thing as it should be. Right now. Like, there's a, yeah, like, like there are people, you know, I'm, I'm sure people have been complaining on Facebook or Twitter. I try and uh, mute those people immediately, but people that complain about like small things that they're missing during the summer. Like I, I have several, I've had several concerts this summer that uh, are now canceled or delayed or whatever. Um, and it sucks. Cause like, aside from like loving these bands and new music, I love like the communal experience of going to a live show. Um, but at the end of the day, like that is a small sacrifice to pay. I agree. I, I totally agree. And I think you're wise for looking at it that way. I don't know that everybody looks at it that way. Yeah. I saw a funny meme the other day, like picking on people who live like the EDM and festival lifestyle, like shout out to them because uh, like their entire personality just got canceled. <laughs> it's like uh, I'm picturing in my head. Um, do you remember that scene in the office where Michael Scott is sitting in his hotel room and it's dark and he just has one strobe light 
and just like party music on, that's but no exactly, one has a party. That's like, exactly that what it's like. <laughs> that is the current. That is the current uh, life cycle for yep. EDM fans. Yeah, it's right hard now. to it's hard to want to rave for when you're answer. like in your living room. <laughs> right. Yeah. Coronavirus uh, is. When is Burning Man? Is Burning Man? Oh it's God, let's hope. hope that would so. be the that would be the miracle of 2020. <laughs> that would be the perfect coronavirus oh, wow. festival. I can't wait to see those like coronavirus miracles, coronavirus. like all the crazy final exam stories that were canceled and people were going to fail their class and like, thank you, Corona. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like coronavirus is licking their chops at like the right. Burning Man and. Oh my God. Well, Sean, it's been real, man. I appreciate the the call with you tonight. I feel like we um, got to cover a couple different things and crack a couple nuts open that I've been sitting on. Um, I wish well for you and your family, man. Take take care at this time. Take it seriously and just protect yourself. Um, and I hope to talk to you soon, dude. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Love you and uh, you know. Uh, send my best to you and your family. Absolutely, and man. John. Thank you, and I appreciate it, and we'll talk soon. <laughs> this has been uh, Breathing Room from the Porch. I'm Rob Lavati here with Sean Donnelly, signing off. Thanks, guys. Bye.